You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. You know, when, 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 you, uh, when the blood goes from the inside of your body to the outside of your body, it's a really easy way to motivate yourself um, to not do stuff. Because it doesn't even hurt. That's the crazy thing. You'd think it would be painful. It's not. You're just shitting, and then all of a sudden, the inside juice becomes outside juice. And you're like, it's not supposed to be like that. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. I hope you've been having a killer week. I hope you've been enjoying Sober February so far. Sober February is sponsored by Pitch Black North. Pitch Black North are also known as the Satanic Tea Company. That's right. They make the most sinfully delicious teas. All of their products are ethically sourced and only created in small batches. The Satanic Tea Lord himself has created a unique promo code for all of you Vox and Hops heads. So go check out their website, pitchblacknorth.com, and go and grab a bunch of killer Satanic Tea. When you're checking out, use the promo code VOXHOPS15, that's V-O-X-H-O-P-S-1-5, and you will save 15% off of your entire purchase. Not only will you be saving, you will also be supporting the podcast, and that is something that I would greatly, greatly appreciate. I am so stoked Pitch Black North is sponsoring Sober February. Now, I'm very stoked that on today's Artist Spotlight, I'm shining some light on author of your downfall. Get ready, everyone. Here is their killer track, Rev. was author of Your Downfall's brand new track, Rev, which was released on January 18th. 
It's a part of their brand new EP. And if you like bands like Polyphia and Intervals, then you will most definitely enjoy Author of Your Downfall. They have a headlining show coming up on March 4th in Denver, Colorado. They have tickets on sales right now on their socials. If you would like to go check them out and follow them, which you should, I have put all of their pertinent links in the description of this podcast. Massive cheers to Author of Your Downfall for being on today's Artist Spotlight. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. There's someone in your life that is just a little bit everywhere, is involved with just a little bit everything and seems to do it all well. Well, you should let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 390 episodes where I sit down with some of the world's best metal musicians and we talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. If you were to encourage one of your jack-of-all-trade friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm very stoked to have back for the fourth time, that's right, first four-time alumni. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 394 with Andrew Garrity. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm very, very stoked to be back with my good friend, Andrew Garrity, um, the first four-time return guest, um, four appearances on Vox and Hops, does not happen very often. Uh, you were on the podcast uh, way back in the beginning, episode 14, which we recorded in Slovenia, I want to say, drinking a Kozel, if I remember correctly. Uh, episode 38, uh, we were in a bandwagon. I can't remember where we were when we recorded that. We were in the States somewhere in a, because uh, we had to get you back on because you were too nice the first time. Episode 211 was a Thirsty Thursday virtual hang uh, where you hung out till you blacked out. Uh, you don't remember what happened after the interview, you do remember the interview part, luckily, but you stayed on till late, which, you know, it was in the the peak of the pandemic. We were all hanging out on internet and on the internet and doing what we do. Uh, Garrity, let's start with a very, very simple, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, I literally just got back from tour two days ago, and uh, it's the longest, this will be the longest stretch that I've been home since January, first week of January somewhere. So I'm confused about what to do with my free time. Yes, if everyone does not know who Andrew Garrity is, he is a road dog. He is continuously on the road. He's either driving for bands, uh, running merchandise. I met him when he was doing the Devil's Trifecta of doing TMing, merch, and driving Abysmal Dawn on the Cannibal Corpse Obituary Cryptopsy Abysmal Dawn tour back in 2016. That's when I first met Garrity, and uh, he's gone on to do countless countless things um just you were out with like alice cooper am i am i crazy there but you were with danko jones or something like that no no it was it was buck cherry and alice cooper buck cherry and alice cooper see he's gone on to do some things people he's he, he sooner or later he will not be doing death metal tours anymore is what i keep telling him and that's a good thing <laughs> when you're when you're a part of the crew that's a good thing and i'm proud of him um being home Talk to me about that, uh, about that moment of, of finally being back home after being away for so, so long. Um, what goes on in your mind? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I got back this time. So uh, I was in I was in Australia. We did a bunch of dates in Australia. And then I flew back to the East Coast. And then 24 hours later, flew to the West Coast, did three shows, and then flew back to the East Coast. So my uh, well, so my internal clock was completely fucked up. So the first thing that went through my mind the first night I was home is when the fuck am I going to be able to sleep? Because it was like six in the morning before I passed out. Um, but now, I mean, oh God, I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. Like I have a million things I plan on doing, but we'll see if I actually get through any of them. There's like a good chance I'll just sit around and drink coffee and do is nothing. And you get that nice, like, buildup of existential dread where you're like, I have all these plans of things to do, but then you don't do them. And then you beat yourself up because now you don't have time to do the things that you wanted to do. It's it's a fucking, oh, 
human brain. What a fucking machine. It is perfectly exactly a human brain, which is about exactly what I was going to say. Is that something that you do do when you're on tour and you're on tour for so long and all the time? Is it something that, like in your mind you make this list of things that you're going to do when you're finally home and then by the time you get home you just want to relax and then you're disappointed in yourself? So like uh, not not drinking and not getting fucked up has left me with this weird excess of money that I forgot that you have when you're not buying drugs and alcohol, which is crazy in and of itself. And so um, I, I used to fucking read a shitload. And then this weird thing happened where I was like pickling my brain and I wasn't reading as much. And then that bothered me when I realized like it was it was always a passive thing. But it was, once I realized it, like consciously, it was like, oh, shit, that concept bothered me. So. I was doing this sick mental gymnastics where like I buy a shitload of books and send them to my house while I'm on tour. And I'm like, I'll just read them when I get home. But my justification is that I spent more in a night of drinking on most nights than I'm spending on any of these orders of books. Like even when I spent, you know, 60 bucks on used books, you get a shitload of books. And uh, I fuck hitting 60 bucks at the bar on tour. is a fucking cakewalk. Um, that's, that's a fucking Tuesday where you're not trying. Um, yeah, so I've got like literally like there, there, there. There's just piles of books that I fucking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this. And uh, I've been staring at them for two days now. And I'm like, uh, I don't know which one to read first. Fuck. <laughs> just read them all at once. Just open them up. <laughs> That's what I was doing on tour. I had like four different books and I'd get like the ADD would get real bad and I'd get distracted and I'd start <laughs> reading a different book. So you get like, I mean, like, fuck right now within eyeshot, I've got some weird translation of a Japanese fucking police mystery that this dude wrote in the thirties or some shit. Um, a murder mystery. Well, not mystery. They know who did it, but there's a fucking like true crime book, uh, Monty Python autobiography, Alan Turing fucking biography. Uh, apparently J.R.R. Tolkien did a fucking translation at Beowulf that, so, like, the dude who writes some of arguably the most famous fantasy ever translates one of the oldest stories ever fucking written. Like, who doesn't want to read that? Absolutely. I mean, probably some. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit. Like, <laughs> fucking sci-fi magazines. I don't know, man. It, it, it only makes sense in your brain, and I, 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 that's why we all love you, Garrity. It's because it's so you to, to have it all there and to plan it all out and then to be disappointed in yourself. <laughs> If you don't do it within the first two days, because you're allowed to relax, you know that, right? You're allowed to relax over the first two days when you get home. Uh, this is a Vox and Hobbs Sober February episode. And uh, when I discovered that you were no longer partaking in alcohol and or uh, all of the extra fancy stuff that you like to partake in, we, you have spoken of very openly on the past episodes, as I mentioned, episode 14, 38, and 211. Um We'll dig more into that as we go, uh, but let's talk about what we are drinking tonight. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives and music, while typically sharing a craft beer, but it's sober February, so what do we got on our sides, Garrity? Falling right in line with what you just said about having a million things and not being able to choose, I've got an, uh, a lovely AHA caffeinated sparkling water Fuji apple white tea. But then also a cherry blossom LaCroix. Hell yes, a caffeinated aha. Uh-huh. See that, that that has not made its way up here to Canada. That's cool. So that's 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 an extra cool little thing. Uh, the caffeine in the bubbles. No one's done that yet. That's that's I like that idea. Caffeinated bubbly. Like the bubs is the best. And once again, go go states for being, you know avant-garde let's say uh, on my side i'm drinking uh, something from pitch black north this satanic tea company uh, this is a uh, throat of lucifer it's their albertan peppermint and lavender tea um shout out to the satanic tea lord himself uh, dominic for for hooking me up with this and uh being all you know he's just awesome and he makes super cool satanic tea come on what, what more do you want um that's what i got on my side let's dig into the the deep of it so so throughout the past year since 211 episode 211 you know like 180 episodes or something <laughs> um what happened what tell, tell me what you're sober now what what is this story okay so we'll give it away i shit blood that'll fuck it that's like a hard stop uh with most things but um no i had like weird stomach fucking problems i was getting these like weird prolonged stomach cramps that you know fucking or intestinal or 
abdominal, we'll say, because I don't know exactly where the fuck they came from at the time. Um, but it was fucking me up real bad. And, uh, it wasn't like a conscious choice, I guess. It was, uh, I mean, a bunch of people had told me I should stop drinking a lot, especially like pandemic when I took that shit, bro. You, but during the pandemic, you would, you would go on and off because I remember you would write me and you'd be like, Matt, no, no, I'm, I, I look at this meal prep because that, that's how you would hit me. Either it was like, Matt, look how much beer I bought. I drank all this beer. Look at all these Millers. Or, and then the other opposite spectrum of the Garrity throughout the <laughs> pandemic was, Matt, look at this vegan meal prep I did. <laughs> and I've been running. Yeah. I'm looking great. I'm so happy. And it was really like that. It was back and forth throughout the whole pandemic with you. That's what that's what living in my brain is like. It's uh, fucking this all the time. You're like, hell yeah, hell no, this is fucking great. Fuck this. Yeah. Imagine what it's like living in that you know, this fucking god. Uh no. So like uh I went to MDF and I it was fucking amazing. And uh well it was amazing right up until I missed the entire last night of MDF. Like I got fucking plastered and it was, I was having a blast watching Tom G do like the fucking Celtic cross set and shit. And, um, yeah, fucking my stomach started hurting and, uh, I missed everybody that played the last night. Once the, the, the lot closed, I was like, hyped. I was going to go see a fucking, you know, sit out carnage fucking playing again, you know, all that shit. Uh, yeah, no, went back to the hotel room and was like fucking between the shitter and my fucking bed for like two and a half hours and I missed the whole fucking night and I was like, this is dumb. And then I finally went to a doctor and they were, uh, I had to get a fucking colonoscopy and an endoscopy, which is where they stick the camera up your ass and then the other one's down your throat. And unfortunately they can't just use the same camera to save time. They got to fucking, <laughs> as long as they start on the top first, I, I'd be into the sharing of the camera. <laughs> Awesome, man. Take what I can get at this point. Fuck it. Go make it make it fun. Um, but yeah, so I did that shit, and uh, they gave me the most like useless fucking answers. They're like, uh, we don't know exactly what's going. Uh, it could be stress, it could be dietary, or it could be genetic. And I'm like, I have the exact same amount of information I do now before you shoved a camera in my ass. <laughs> Are you sure you're a fucking doctor? Are you sure you didn't wake up with scrubs on and think I'll try this shit out today? Like, <laughs> really? I paid money for this. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was like a kind of, uh, well, I'm going to stop doing, and they basically their best guess was stop doing things that make your stomach hurt. And it's like, that's the equivalent of like, you know, old joke about, you know, hurts when I do this and then don't fucking do that. And yeah. So that's, that's what they get. So, um, I'm living in a, in a bus all year on tour. Can't really have, uh, stomach problems there's nowhere to fucking shit yeah, lots of hot lots of hot bagging for garrity sadly yeah yeah lots of fucking bag of shame um so uh i just had to stop eating a bunch of shit that was fucking me up and i stopped drinking a bunch just drinking was fucking me up real bad and then uh and then all of a sudden it was like i think we landed in australia it was the day we landed in australia which was like a couple, eh, it was like fucking two weeks ago or something, a week ago, I don't remember. But um, I realized that that had been like six months since I had stopped fucking, uh, I had stopped drinking. And it wasn't like a conscious, like, oh, I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to get sober. It was just like, a, oh, I've been doing this for six months. And see, I thought it'd be a lot harder than it was, but it's not really that difficult. I just don't, I mean, I sleep more. Um I realized I don't like drunk people. That's that was a fun one. It's like this revelation where they're like, oh, I mean, I don't like a lot of people to begin with, but like, <laughs> surprise. Fucking, yeah, it was a surprise. I was like, oh god. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was one of those people. Fucking, there was a, there was a fucking Buckcherry tour we did where like I got hammered and then somebody pulled the fire alarm and you know they tell you don't use the elevator. I was like, fuck that. And I had this big thing of Oreos and I rode the elevator down. And I was like walking around the lobby, hammered, offering Oreos to people. While there's apparently a fire because the fire. And everyone's like, "No, I don't want fucking Oreos. We're burned to death. Get the fuck away from me!" I'm like, "All right, man, whatever." And like the, my whole fucking crew saw it. And they saw me walk out of the elevator. Like, what, the f what are you running from me? I was like, "I'm having a great time. What? Something going on? Yeah, it's fucking a fire." But yeah, no, no. It's like a, it was interesting revelation where like. I learned that uh, we're like, you just go out and hang out with people, and then you just leave and don't tell anybody. It's the fucking best. Like, oh, where'd you go? Don't worry about where I fucking went. I went not here. That's all you need to know. <laughs> 
Well, you were there at the beginning when 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 you could tolerate them, and then as soon as they're unpalatable anymore, you leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking out, and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to fucking Taco or something. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, like fucking burrito. <laughs> so six months that it just happened, just just trying to not shit blood and feel horrible was the biggest motivation because multiple things of your life must have told you that you needed to stop doing these things from the previous experiences on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. When you're super drunk, you can ignore those things. It's pretty cool. Like you can just go, Oh, uh, hmm. Oh, shitting blood. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I'll deal with that later. It's like, Oh, waking up places. I don't remember how I got there. Nah, deal with that. That's tomorrow. He's problem. Um, you know, shit like that. But, you know, when you when you when you uh, when the blood goes from the inside of your body to the outside of your body, it's a really easy way to motivate yourself um, to not do stuff. So it doesn't even hurt. That's the crazy thing. You'd think it would be painful. It's not. You're just you're shitting, and then all of a sudden, the inside juice becomes outside juice, and you're like, "It's not supposed to be like that." Um, yeah. uh, I mean, it was pretty cool because there was like a good. So I learned one of the fun things I learned is like all the intestinal weird shit that ha- that goes on. Um, they all have the same symptoms. So like if you have really bad IBS, uh, prolonged intestinal cramps, uh, weird fucking stool, shitting blood, uh, ass cancer, prolonged intestinal cramps, weird stool, shitting blood, like all of them. So they're, it's like a dice roll. You don't know which one you got until they stick the camera up there. Um, so that's fun. Uh and so they told me to stop drinking, like, because they ask you all those obligatory questions. So, do you drink? Yes. How much? Yes. It's like, what do you mean? Yes. It's like, don't worry about it. Just everything. Have you, is it there? Give it to me. Um, yeah. And I just, I mean, I had to stop a bunch of shit. I stopped fucking eating meat for the most part. So you and I are on the same fucking team finally. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, fried foods and meat just sort of fuck me up so bad. I mean, I was like, fuck, man, chicken wings with a holdout for the longest time. They're so fucking good. But, like, <laughs> I mean, the only two things I didn't give up was, like, the doctors when he was listing all the foods I was going to have to stop fucking with and, like, all the things I'd stop putting in my body. Um, I was kind of zoning out because he started, like, Charlie Brown featuring on me where he's you know, talking. And uh, he said uh, acidic foods, which falls under, like, two things that I'm not fucking... And he starts listening, and he's like, coffee, blah, 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 blah. And then he says, spicy, blah, blah, blah. And I went, fuck off. <laughs> and he goes, excuse me? And I, was, I was in my head, and I was thinking fuck off, but then it came out. And I was like, I mean, I was trying to think that, but I stand by. Like, no, give me pills. Like, I'm not, no. Like, I'm not going to eat fucking oatmeal every day because you don't have a better, because you don't have a fucking better answer. Like, so uh, they gave me some fucking uh, pantoprazole. I take it every fucking morning and it keeps my stomach from eating itself, I guess. But I can drink coffee and I can eat spicy food, so that's fucking good. Well, it's the, the small victories, you know, out of this whole situation that's happened to you because this part of your identity, which you're now disassociating yourself with, was such a crucial part as to who Garrity was in the world of touring. Now, your friends knew the real Garrity, obviously, because you're like an orange. Like, like an orange. You're not an orange. You're like an onion. There's lots of layers you got to peel back until you can get to the core of what Garrity is. And a lot of people don't get that. And the people that do get it really do fucking get you. <laughs> and they love you. And I love you. And a bunch of other people do because they know you. But a lot of the, the outer shell of Garrity was abrasive. Is abrasive. Um party fueled um whether it be alcohol in- induced party fuel or other paraphernalia which we're very well known for and you've spoken about well on vox and hop so i'm taking the liberty of still talking about it um so how hard was it for you to disassociate yourself in this new character and how much of it tied into maybe being with a different band that isn't such of a party band maybe i don't know i'm just speculating in fact uh Kind of, you kind of touched on all of it at once, accidentally. So that, so, I mean, it was, so it was, it was. A, there was a part where, like, there was a, a little part where I was. Uh, it kind of came after, but I was thinking about it. Where I was like, huh. You kind of, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be the same fucking person, because like, 
I mean, not just not just like um, personality wise, but like I don't really guess it's personality, but uh, how do I, how do I process things? Like how do I think about things? Because when you're fucking half in the bag all the time, like you, you react differently to things, um, and I, it kind of fucking it freaked me out a little bit. And I try not to think about it for a while because I was like, oh man, like am I gonna am I still gonna react to things? Am I still gonna think the same way? Am I still gonna be like insane? And it like made me wonder. And then and then I like maybe like a couple weeks in. Uh, I forget what happened, but there was like one of those, like those just those moments where there's like a fucking fork in the road, and uh, my brain chose to be insane still, and I was like, oh, still got it, great, we're, we're, we're solid, um, brain still barely works, uh, but um, yeah, and I mean, touring with uh, all the Buckcherry dudes are fucking sober, like none of them fucking party, some some of the crew does, but like whatever, um, so that made it kind of easy. Also, doing so between them and High Long, doing like way, way bigger fucking like doing bigger volume tours uh, and running merch for that shit. Uh, I don't, I, I can't drink like doing that shit, man. Like you're, you're talking way, way too much money to like drink. So I don't, I didn't drink when I was doing that anyways. So it's just like, oh, it's an easy transition. I'm just not gonna drink when I get on the bus. Um, but I mean, I was too fucking busy on those tours anyways, where it's like, I mean, high lung would get there and fucking take five hours to get, you know, everything in the building set up, all that kind of shit. And then, you know, we had, had vendors every day and, you know, normal tourist shit. Um, but yeah, there's like a weird, that weird period where you, you kind of question who, you, who you're going to be on the other side of that. And then, uh, once I realized it's like functionally the same fucking weird, insane moron that i've always been uh i was like oh this is fucking cake and i mean for the most part everyone i hang out with uh when you when you tell the most people you quit drinking there's always going to be some of that weird pushback from some people it's like oh come on but when you tell people you quit drinking because you shit blood there's not pushback <laughs> it's not because you had a <laughs> wow i didn't find jesus i i didn't magically choose to care about my health uh apparently if you uh so there's that old saying, right, that where people are like, oh, the, I think it's the Christians. I don't, I don't fucking um, – one of the Sky friends, though. They're like, oh, your body is a temple. Um, so if my parallel to that is that their body is a temple, my body is the floor of a dirty venue like fucking Ground Zero and fucking Spartanburg or somewhere else that I fucking hate. Um, so apparently if you do that for like 20 years – the next things happen. I feel like we should have been warned about this, or maybe I was warned and I ignored it. I don't know, but um, yeah, uh, eating like shit, drinking, putting every illicit substance you can get your hands on into your body, and then finally your body pushes back, and you're like, "Darn, who saw this coming?" Oh yeah, everyone, everyone fucking saw this coming. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're doing well and that it's it's working. Um, was it difficult at first? Was, was it like, you, you seem to, you're definitely a resolved person. So well, I know when you put your mind to something, you're going to do it. But those first few weeks, was it difficult to stop? The secret is spite. Just spite for everything. Like, uh, uh, that's the real motivator in my life is, uh, just find a way to be angry at or to spite something. And I have all the motivation in the world. Uh, and uh, at that point, the, the the choice was to spite my own body. So um, when I was like, oh, fucking, oh, you want to drink, but you can't because you're shitting blood or whatever. Well, then I was like, fucking, I'll show you, you piece of shit, which is not weird because I've said that to myself many times in life. Um, you just choose the, ch you know, turn the motivating factor. But uh, no, it's surprisingly easier uh, than I expected. I mean, I, I definitely... It was harder to not eat chicken wings than it was to not drink. And it was harder to not eat ice cream because I definitely ate ice cream and gave myself diarrhea like a bunch of times. And I like I knew it was going to happen. It was going to suck. And I was like, oh, man, we'd be stuck on the toilet. But I'm going to eat this pint of Ben and Jerry's. And fucking, but like uh, not drinking was fucking super easy to not do. And strangely enough, when I'm not hammered, I'm also not trying to fucking hoover cocaine like it's going on at a you know off sale tomorrow 
Um, also, drugs are expensive. It's crazy. Very expensive. <laughs> yeah, when I'm when I'm sober, the ATM is not just the magic money box where I hit buttons and money comes out. It's weird. It's fucking real strange. Falls into my next topic, which is positive surprises of sobriety. More money is definitely one of them. What would be other things that that you've discovered that uh, your life is better because you've made this decision? Oh man, um, so. My tolerance for bullshit has like disappeared. It's great. Like when I was hammered, I put up with a lot of people's shit because I was drunk. And I was like, ah, we're having a good time. Now I'm sober. I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. And they're like, man, you're kind of a dick. You're sober. It's like, no, I was nicer when I was drunk. There's a difference. This is just how I felt the whole time, which is it's 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 cathartic. Let's put it that way. Like there's a bunch of shit that I just refuse to tolerate now. And uh it's really, it's really, really nice. I don't want to say it's like a weight has been lifted because uh, it's it's just doing what I've always done, but like it's less reserve, I guess. Um, like, uh, so when I was like hammered, somebody invites you out to go do something, right? And you're like, ah, I don't really want to go, but I can get drunk and fucking then I'll be like, once I'm drunk, I'll just, I'm here. Fuck it. Can't leave because I'm hammered. Uh, and that was kind of a thing now people are like hey do you want? i'm like not even fucking remotely and they're like i didn't ask you yet and i'm like i know it doesn't matter i, I don't want to do it leave me alone go away um <laughs> and that that's so that's cool so i have a lot more time to like do stuff that i want to i can't decide what i want to do but if i could decide i have more time to do it um so that's cool uh oh not uh not eating like shit it is a it's a it's a, a cool accidental side effect because when you're when you're fucking shit housed at three in the morning, you'll buy basically. I had a bad habit of getting shit faced and ordering weird crap on the internet and buying crappy food. Um, because when you're drunk, uh, my choices are whoever will deliver to me. And I usually didn't think about food until way late, so that meant a lot of fucking Taco Bell. I don't know if you know this man, but. Uh, Dog food, great Mexican food <laughs> is not a good diet. No. Especially not for your intestines. No. Fuck no. Why do you think they're broken? Because I fucking treated them well? No. <laughs> I, I literally survived off Miller Lite and Wendy's during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, wow. You shit blood. Shocking. What's next? Fucking water's wet? Uh, it is true that, that when, when you, we do tend to drink, there's always that extra meal. Crazy. And then you get all fat. And you're like, how did this happen? Was it the garbage food or the empty carbs? I don't know. Both. <laughs> Both. Yeah. So there's, there, there's the tricky flip, though. I got fat anyways, even if I'm not drinking, because my fucking thyroid doesn't work. So, bro. Mm. Life loves you, Garrity. When it fucking rains, it pisses. <laughs> uh, drunk people. What is it about drunk people that you realize that you despise so much? What, what, what is it? Oh, man. So uh, I know this is going to be funny because I what I do for a living. But like I, I immensely dislike just uh, uh, um, call them uh, loud, indignant people where it's like, you stupid motherfucker. Like you're too dumb to know how dumb you are. You fucking walking Dunning-Kruger. Like Jesus. Um, that. And it's just it's it's so infuriating. Uh, and I mean, I get that's my thing. That's that's always kind of been there. But like when you're sober, it's so much fucking worse. Um, but I mean, there's a bunch of friends of mine that I like I literally went out with people the other night. Uh, I got home and fucking uh, municipal waste and high on fire were playing and fucking toured with both of them. So I went straight from the airport to the show, hung out with a bunch of people. They're all drinking. It was great. We had a blast. But they're all fucking adults who can, you know, have a couple beers and not act like a shit box. Um. And there's friends that I've gone out and hung out with, and they're fucking ripped. But on the average, uh, a lot of people go out and get fucking the the general public. I'll say the 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 unwashed masses. I'll go out and it's just like, oh man, I don't want to fucking because I deal with that as like that's work too. Like I think that's the bigger part of it. That's work. So like I'm I'm nice to drunk people for money because that's my job. Um, I'm not your friend. I am here to sell you a t-shirt and if being nice to you facilitates that fucking great. Good. I've done my, I've done my part. Um, I don't want to have to go out and do that for free, which is like going <laughs> to hang out at bars. And I'm like, Oh man, I just did this for six months and I got paid. And now I'm standing around a bunch of people I don't like for free. This is stupid. Like do something I like instead. 
It's just awful. Throughout all of this, uh, your love of caffeine, um, still sticking to spicy foods, um, but you know you got you got to keep a little bit of your your love. If not, you'll just be a hollow shell of the former Garrity that you once were. Be fucking terrible. <laughs> um, a lot of bands that we've toured with together, perhaps my band um are there bands that you would no longer want to tour with because you know that it's going to put you into a toxic weird situation and you don't have to name bands but just like more the situation is is the context i'm going for so i mean i get like i get the the concept of like the, the being put in a toxic situation that might like tempt you but i'm not tempted i guess it's always there there's that whole shit about being an addict and it's always there or whatever the fuck that is i, I don't know i don't think good um but uh, it just it always goes back to like if I do this, body pain and blood shitting. That's that's literally all it boils down to. Like that's the in the back of my head all the time. So it's like yeah, I could drink, but then that's like always potentially the result. And it's like man, I don't want to deal with that again because I had to like go to a doctor and there was a pain in the ass to schedule because I'm always on tour. So it's like. I had to fucking schedule it like four months out and then I missed the first one because we got the fucking dates mixed up and I had to reschedule it. cost a bunch of money. It was stupid. It was a fuck show. Um, and I don't want, I don't want to do that, but, uh, no, like hanging out with bands. It's like, as long as it's people I enjoy being around in the first place, it's super easy. Cause we just did like, I mean, all the tours I've done this year, somebody inevitably like somebody drinks on it and that doesn't bother me like i'm 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 the last person to ever fucking shame somebody for poor decision making because i mean this is a fucking testament to the fucking thing i mean i have no hair and my body barely works it's not because i'm taking care of fucking whatever this testament to fucking sentient trash is um but like yeah if as long as people i'm people i want to be around in the first place then i or like there's a there's a there's a separation point where like at a certain level you fucking I'm time to to hang out with anybody anyways like I'm too fucking busy so it's it's wake up work sleep and that makes it real easy when you just like as long as I can keep myself busy which being on tour is a fucking great recipe for so I mean if anything sitting at my house right now would be the the most arguably tempting but it's it's really not because my fucking roommates are sober and like half the people I fucking hang out with now we all got old and we're like oh man uh, we can't drink anymore this sucks shocking <laughs> all my shithead friends are making rounding the same corner that I am weird <laughs> who saw that coming at least you're there together a support circle is important but you you definitely always had the feeling like shit and shitting blood in the back of your mind as opposed to just I want to stop drinking because it's too much for me yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was pretty great. Like, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but also, I'm like, there's a lot of bad decisions that have been made on that shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, typically, when I've spoken to people that have become sober, they, they have new vices. But you mentioned a little bit the addictive personality. Uh, I know you as who you are. Someone that uh, voraciously consumes stuff that they're passionate about, whether it be knowledge, drugs, alcohol, food. <laughs> what is something new? Not the caffeine, not the spicy food. Is there anything new in your life that you've started consuming a little bit more of since you've you've taken a break? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I had this fucking weird book. It was about like toxic plants and, and, and such uh, in, in Florida that, you know, you could like, like these, this is poison ivy, this is poison oak, this is fucking mushrooms, okay, you blah, 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 that kind of shit. Um, and I don't know what happened to it, but when I was a kid, I used to walk around in my fucking grandparents' yard and try to pick out what the fucking the, the edible plants were. And uh, it was great. And uh, I had this weird thing one day where I sit in my house, I was like, I don't know what happened to that. So I bought another one, a different book, but same premise. Um, and uh, yeah, now that I'm home, I want to wander around in the woods by myself and look at plants and try to figure out what the fuck they are. And it's great. I take my dog with me and there nobody else will be there to bother me. Um, I, on a couple of the tours I went on, we had days off and we spent them in the woods and it was great. 
and I wandered around in the redwoods, uh, and it was fucking beautiful. And I went to fucking Big Sur and the walked around on the I don't know, man, like nature, nature shit. I re- I rediscovered my joy of walking around in the woods and nature. Uh, it's, it's generally if you get far enough out, it's it's quiet. You can do it by yourself. Um, uh, just there's no fucking shitty kids running around like you know, go fucking selling your book story trying to look at a book and some dipshit crotch goblin fucking runs by and uh you know just could look just because just because people choose to keep thumb as a pet does not mean that i enjoy it that's all i'm saying um which is what children are uh but yeah, you can go and it's great. You can wander around in nature and you just see this like this massive, you know, expansive beauty that it's free. That's the other thing for the most part. Like well, the United States likes to build little lines and say this costs money, but you don't have to listen to them. Um, <laughs> I just go there. Uh, oh yeah, so it's fucking amazing. Uh, like we went swimming in this fucking. I want we wandered up a, a, a dry riverbed because it was autumn, so the water level is low because it comes down from the the mountains out of the uh, the mineral waters and there's low meltwater. So I walked up a dry riverbed and then we like wandered into the redwoods and then fucking there's these plants that I'd never seen before that look like feather dusters and it was it was little fucking skinks and it was crazy and then we all ended up trying to figure out how to make our phones do astrophotography because we're in the middle of fucking nowhere and you can see the Milky Way and it was amazing. Shit like that. And, uh, that's usually the time period, uh, from being awake to being asleep where I would have gotten hammered because we did that on a day off. So, uh, you know, like nature shit, uh, it's, it's been a big, uh, and not in like a hippie way, like you know, mother earth and all that crap. Uh, no, just like, it's a nice thing you can do where you walk around and enjoy. And I mean, living in Florida, there's tons of fucking unfucked un- with land still where I can go into the, the swamps and the springs and all that shit. And- Absolutely. It's, I'm so happy that you're doing that because I love that as well. And I don't have enough time to connect with nature. But uh, if you're not getting wasted and not hung over, you can take the time to go and do that. I think was it was it our tour in Europe where we played uh I want to say it was the 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 Cryptopsy awarded fucking in in Europe there was uh one of the multitude nights that I got fucking blacked out drunk and I remember I had had a plan that the uh where we parked the bus I think it was the Guggenheim was like right across it was somewhere I think it was in Spain yeah it's in Spain we were in Spain and, and I remember knowing that the venue was by the Guggenheim and I was like oh fuck I want to go and I got hammered, and I remember, it's like seared into my brain, I, I woke up and went, fuck yeah, today's the Guggenheim. And then my next thought was, fuck no, I'm hungover. And we had those weird little, like, the weird little pull uh, curtains upstairs, and I remember pulling it across and seeing the fucking museum and its weird architecture and being excited. And then I looked at my phone, and we had load in in like 10 minutes. Aww. And I was like... I hate myself right now. Yeah. But yeah, shit like that. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. So that's kind of neat. Uh, a big thing for you uh, throughout all of our conversations, and you, you, you've spoken about it many times, especially the second time on episode 38, is mental health. Um, obviously, you, you have found ways to cope with the voices in your head or the things that go on in, in the mind of Garrity, <laughs> the monsters, he says, um, 38, you, you even spoke a little bit about having a strong gag reflex, which saved your life when you were extremely inebriated, um, because it made you throw up and you didn't shoot yourself, which is a good thing. And we're all happy that you're still here. And when you told me that I couldn't fucking believe it. Um, but now <laughs> you've had to replace vices, getting away, getting into nature is a good thing from that. Um, obviously diving into substances and alcohol is a way to cope with mental health issues or health moments. Uh, what do you do now, now that you can't? Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, if you find a, a spot where no one can hear you, you can scream incredibly loudly. Um, like for instance, the front of a bandwagon while everyone's asleep, you can just be driving (laughs) and then you just scream really because yeah, sometimes existence is just fucking painful and, uh, and and it's mind melting and I hate it. And so you just yell really loud. Um, 
If you're at the beach, you can yell at the ocean. Sometimes you can just yell at the sun because it's that thing's fucking fault that we're all here. Could have been a little bigger, melted the rock, problem solved, <laughs> done and dusted. Um, so yelling at stuff. Uh, um, sometimes we still got to rely on the classic, uh, like eight hour long existential crisis. You just got to, you got a raw dog life, you know, sucks and you just ignore it. Not really. You just panic in, internally though. You keep it inside cause it's nobody else's problem, but your own. So you shove that shit down deep. Um, that one still is a thing. I'm not recommending it for everybody. I'm just saying it's, it's open up and talk people. <laughs> I'm kind of doing that now. I fucking uh, some some sometimes I will talk to some people, person, like two people, whatever. It's fine. That's more than none. We're making progress. That's all you need. No. Oh, talking to my dog. That's cool. I like that one. But that's not new. I just talk to him because he just sits there and does that weird headcock thing where they stare at you. Um, and you could just you can make up whatever you want. Cause they'll just, they don't speak people. So that one's, that one's fun. Um, if you do it in public though, you'll look fucking crazy, but I mean, that's literally what we're talking about is mental illness. So, Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just kind of take it as it comes, man. Like, uh, what's well, been six months. So it's, it's still young, this whole new Garrity. So yeah, we could, we could, we could backslide. I can just go right back to shit and blood. Like, Fucking, no. spray farting fucking red paint everywhere <laughs> i don't know i'm not that's the other thing i never like i never planned it out so it's not i never said it was like forever you definitely have to take care of yourself which is the most important thing though then you have been which is which is important yes, that's what they tell me the the not being in crippling pain part is uh oh, oh man that was the best too when i fucking finally went back to the doctor too they like fucked up and they went have you been taking your painkillers and i was like what are, you, what are you talking about? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we have painkillers we prescribe. I was like, you didn't, you didn't prescribe any fucking painkillers. And they're like, yeah, we, yeah, we do this right here. And I was like, no. And they're just like, oh, oops. And I was like, oops, oops. Excuse, excuse the fuck out of me. What now? I mean, I've got a, I've got a, I'm pretty, I would say, high doctor, like pain tolerance. I mean, I don't we talk about another. I mean, ripping my tooth out. We talked fucking, about the brushing the tooth with the, with the. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the boot brush thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, like that <laughs> shit. Like I'm, I was on tour the entire year, and like my intestines are trying to cripple me. Um, yeah, and it's like it sucks, but you just deal with it. And you're like, okay, whatever, gotta work because um, you still have to pay bills. Uh, but yeah, you know, they were like, oh yeah, we meant to give you the fucking good intentions don't mean shit, bro. Like I was, I was out there trying not to fucking piss out of my ass and fall over in the fetal position uh, just because of it, you're, you're fucking oopsie. So we may have a fancy carbonated water, but our healthcare still sucks. So, bah, okay. <laughs> Do you think, and this is me just asking questions, if you did get the painkillers, would it have spiraled into a different direction with your history with substance abuse? No, because it's not the kind I can abuse because I'm, so the, the kind you can abuse, I'm allergic to. So it's a muscle relaxer for your intestines that causes them not to go like all the time. Yeah, no, so that like I can't get fucked up on those. I think the worst thing would happen if you take a bunch of them is you just have like shit passively sliding out of your ass all day. <laughs> you have no bowel control. That's, that doesn't know. sound very fun. That's a different trip. kind of getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different kind of getting fucked up, man. Yeah. What'd you do? I bunch of pals and shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the kind that you can't abuse, you're allergic to. I'm sure you've told me this before. But your body is basically protecting you. Yeah, I mean, I only, I only did... I accidentally did uh, opiates one, like one time, and the only re like so it was a, I so we had bought a bunch of cocaine and we 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 had that and then we were trying to buy more cocaine but we accidentally bought heroin because pure cocaine and pure heroin are both brown and sticky, whatever. And uh, the choice was: do you have two separate the eh, cocaine and the good cocaine, or do you just? You know, fucking marry that shit together and you know, upgrade it a bit. And that's what we chose to do. 
Um, but in actuality, we had mixed heroin and cocaine together, so we were fucking speedballing. Oops. And uh, it was weird because I, I, I got the tests. Like, I know I'm allergic to opiates, and heroin is definitely an opiate last time I checked. Uh, and afterwards, I was a doctor, and I was like, talking about shit, and this was like years and years ago. I was like, oh, by the by, in passing, I accidentally did heroin and didn't die. Um, <laughs> What's up? up with that? And then, yeah, yeah. And I, I told her what happened, and she goes, oh, well, I'm not there, so I don't fucking, you know, she wasn't there, but... Um, the best guess was that uh, so when you when you go into like the anaphylaxis from having an allergic reaction, they give you the shot, right? It's like fucking adrenaline gets your shit all fucking. Do you know what else surges your adrenaline? Fucking cocaine. So the fact that you were speedballing saved your life. <laughs> That's what I told her, and she is like, "I am not going to fucking say that." And I was like, "You don't have to." Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so the only time I've ever accidentally done something that could kill me, I accidentally saved myself by throwing more gas on that fire. <laughs> Weird. Um, so the, the, the takeaway was that drugs could have killed me, but more drugs saved my life. Uh, not saying that. That's a joke. That's for legal purposes. That is a joke. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so no, I can't. It's like, that's my body, I guess, trying to protect me from doing things that I would totally abuse given the opportunity. Well, I'm happy you didn't or do not. <laughs> hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. If you see someone, and I imagine I know the answer to this because I know you, in your circle that's spiraling into the same place you were at six months ago, what would you tell them? I mean, one, there's one of my friends that was like, uh, we're kind of in the same boat, not like the, the he wasn't shitting blood, because I'm not, I'm not that good of friends with most people. I don't need to know if you're shitting blood. Like, keep that to yourself. We're our doctor. Um, but no, we were both in the same boat. Like, pandemic shit just got fucking wrapped, and then we both came out of it like, oh, this sucks. And uh, we both kind of were like, huh, I should, I should stop. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then uh, we both got on the on the on the drinking fizzy water instead train. Um, yeah, there's like I mean, given the opportunity, uh, there was one of the, the limited handful of people I actually hang out with. Uh, I can you know, give them the tell them like, hey man, you're being a fucking moron. Cut that shit out. If you're gonna do it, drink hard liquor like a fucking adult. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, Save the carbs. Yeah, man. That's vodka. Less carbs, same drunk, cheaper. (laughs) Efficiency. No. um, Yeah, most, I mean, most of the people that I hang out with, I wouldn't need to tell them anything because I would just be me and probably talk shit to them and they'd be like, ah, okay, yeah. Fucking comes from a place of love. Sure, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, there's a, we'd have a, we'd have a chat. Uh, You can always threaten them. That one works too. Like I have a balaclava right over there. We can just fucking put that shit on. Like, Stop I will disappear it! Stop drinking. Yeah, I have it. I, I had it in here. So I think I left it in the car. Maybe in the it? car. Yeah. yeah, I had it. So, you live so in we, Florida. So, uh, it's not cold there. 
no, no. Okay, so I had the balaclava because uh, we, we, me and some friends of mine went in on a present for another buddy of mine who works too much. So we bought him a PS5, and the plan was <laughs> we went for Black Friday. We were going to go to his house with balaclavas on, totally naked. I was going to break into his house, and then we were going to have like this present of a PS5 for him. But there's the there's the whole you know juxtaposition of me naked with a ski mask on screaming <laughs> while you're asleep after I break into your house, but also I have a PS5 for you. Yeah, you know, maybe I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have a balaclava. Of course, <laughs> makes perfect sense. But <laughs> I mean, it, it made great sense to me and my friend that I enlisted to do it. Uh, he got real lucky though because they were they were fucking. They were sold out, so by the time we got one, it was too late, and he was already awake. Otherwise, I'd have been fucking up in his house, naked as fuck, and I know what I look like. Having fucking thyroid issues means all my hair is falling out in weird patches, so it looks like I've got fucking people mange. So I'd be coming at you like a fucking weird dog, fucking patchy, and steam ass. Oh, that'd be great. This, this right here, that was, that was the kind of confirmation I needed to, like, Oh, my brain's still broken, and the, the way it works is great for me, but everyone else is like, you're fucking insane, yeah. So that's not the booze, so I've still got that going. That part's cool. Um, I have a new segment called Fight the Hops, uh, which is um, where I ask a question about something in your life that you are working on. Obviously, you are working on something big right now, uh, but something like a small something, a small goal that you're trying to improve about yourself, something that you got going on, something you're trying to accomplish. Uh, what are you doing right now to fight the hops? Started dating after like five years of avoiding people. So that's cool. Yeah, human interaction is weird for me. I don't, I don't like, I don't like interpersonal things a lot like a nice i enjoy having my little i worry about what goes on in my head you worry about what goes on in your head and it's nice i like that um uh uh uh, uh allowing other people into the 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 maelstrom of chaos that exists between my ears has never led to the greatest outcomes um it's generally a pretty taxing endeavor for both parties uh I just didn't do it for like five years. And I figure if you're going to raw dog life, don't do anything like no dating, no <laughs> fucking, no nothing. Do not let another person into your fucking world. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. And then uh, accidentally, I didn't like it anymore. It was like, oh, it's going to sucks, I guess. So I'm trying that shit out. So we're going to see how that goes. Well, maybe by the next hundred episodes when I'm on again, I'm um, like, it was a fucking mistake. It was great. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm back into the hole. <laughs> I have two more questions. One of them is, um, are you playing music? You, 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 you were playing guitar before we started recording this. Um, you know, the, some of your projects have petered out or wrong word. Some of your projects are no longer active. Um, some of them never really got launched, such as you suffer really didn't take, shape which is one of the first things you talked about on episode 14 i believe um so so what do you got going on music wise like you're always on tour is that a reason why you don't want to start doing music of your own and bring yourself back out on tour what's going on with music and garrity i mean so uh all of that like all of my stuff either is uh either got shoved to the side for pandemic things where it was like oh, i'm gonna start working on this stuff no i didn't um and then uh or it's, uh, remember what I was saying before about like where you where you have all this infinite time in your head. And you're like, if I had all the time in the world, I'd do this. Um, that was that was lockdown. Where it's like, if I have all the time in the world, I'll finish this record. Instead, I got hammered and didn't do a fucking thing. Well, um, that and then uh, 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 now that I'm back on tour and I've been on tour since um, January, second week of January to what is now the second week of December, um, so for a fucking year, uh, I haven't done anything. And like the, the bands I was playing with, I'm like, this is dumb. I'm never home. Just play Get somebody else to fucking do it. Like, I don't, I don't have enough of an ego to give a shit if somebody else like, Oh no, I'm not the band. Wang. Like, who gives a shit? Whatever. <laughs> I got plenty of other stuff to do. Um, it's fun, but it's, uh, I've never had the, uh, 
Or maybe that's the problem. I've never had the fucking thing where I like have to have to go out and perform. It's like just something fun I do with my friends. And it has to be fun and I have to want to do it. Like I have to enjoy it. Otherwise, I'm just not going to do it. And uh, I mean, I get that's like the worst fucking attitude to have as a musician. <laughs> like, oh, I don't give a shit. I guess we'll play whatever. But like, um, so, uh, I mean, there's, there is potential. A, a, a lot of it is sitting like in the shelf back over there, just hiding. And it's like, if I get the motivation and I'm home long enough, I'll work on it. And, uh, this upcoming year, I've made a, uh, pact with myself that I'm going to work fucking less because I keep having this habit where I'm always on tour and I never do anything. And, uh, it's weird because I remember, I have this thing where I'll think about things and be like, yeah, that was like last year. And somebody's like, bro, that was three years ago. Wow. Like, it's not pandemic related. It's, it's just, just like tour related. It's your life. Yeah. Cause it's all the time. It's 40, 40 weeks yeah. a year. It's just insane. Since what? 2009? Yeah. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. Conquer Curse 2009. Yeah. That's the fucking. So basically since then, like other than like a couple years here and there where I was fucking starting off, uh, yeah, so I'm trying not to do that. I'm, I'm going to like, did you know there's this thing, Matt, where you can travel for fun, not for <laughs> tour? I've heard it. I've heard whispers of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try, I'm going I'm to try that out. I'm going to try traveling and I'm going to try uh, doing music stuff in this free time that I'm going to have where I don't, uh, I don't work all every day. Like people can ask you to go on tour and you could just say, no, it's crazy. I told a bunch of bands, I was like, don't, don't call me anymore. And they're like, really? <laughs> don't. Just lose my number. It's, we're friends, but not, we don't work together. And they're like, oh, okay. And I was like, it's not, it's not, it's not me. It's you, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you burn all those bridges, if you burn all those bridges, man, you don't ever have to go back. It's pretty cool. Well, if you're stepping up to, you tour with a country artist, come on. I did tour with a, tour with a country artist. I toured with a fucking... A radio band. I toured with fucking weird Euro world music people that are fucking blown up. It's wild. Um, it's confusing, but it's cool. I'm like, I don't know why you got me here, but I'll take it. I'm just gonna hope nobody notices the fuck up. And be like, Wait a sec, what are you doing here? Uh, hey. Um, one last question. I typically wrap up with a hangover cure. This no longer applies. I typically wrap up with a, you know, best part of the pandemic. This doesn't apply in a sober instance. Uh, but I will ask you this and it's a challenging part for you. Um, how do you force yourself to relax? I want you to think about this over the next few days. I'm giving you homework is what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you need to relax. You, you, you're, you're hard on yourself for not reading all the books that you've ordered for your house for not over the, you know, while you're on the past 45 weeks of tour and you didn't read any in the two days that you're home. So, so I want you to find ways to relax. What makes you relax? What are things that sets your busy mind at ease? What have you been doing the past two days? I've taken to hoarding, uh, like, well, I hoarded books, but that's fine. But no, I was like hoarding video games because when you're not spending money on booze, you can afford to buy other things. So I bought a bunch of games, and then I realized that I'm, I'm never going to fucking be home to play them. So now I am home, and instead of uh, staring at the wall and uh, doing nothing and then being mad about it, uh, I've been playing uh, video games, which is fun. Apparently that's a way that people have been, I've been told they relax. Um, so then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I blew out my knee fucking running during the pandemic, so that's not a thing anymore because uh, damage. Uh, but you can walk. It's like running, but slower, and you can just do that. Again, it's free, and you can go out in nature and that part, so I'm, I'm going to try that one out. Um, that's relaxing. Uh, beyond that, I don't I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not good at it. I did, I did yoga. I did yoga twice in my whole life, and uh, no, don't don't cheer yet. It's bad. Uh, I got to the part where they tell you to relax, where they do the like let go and let your body. I did that, and both times I got a horrible leg cramp. Like I tried to relax, and my body went. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like a water thing because I don't I don't drink 
soda, really. It's just it's like water, coffee. I drink a lot of water. I think my body was just angry at the concept of, of being chill. Being told what to do. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'll show you how fucking relaxed. Yeah, you're fucking relaxed when we're dead, you piece of shit. Huh? <laughs> well, I hope that you find more ways to relax over your next few days at home before you, you come traveling around for pleasure. Um, I hope that you do uh, accomplish that goal of touring less and, and living more for yourself and, and being more choosy with, with tours. Cause you know, the, the bigger you get, the more you can charge too. So you don't have to do all the tours. And uh, <laughs> I hope that in a hundred episodes we hang out again and I see where you're at in your life. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to be bright and shiny cause, cause every time it, it is a little bit shinier. So <laughs> Oh, nope. fucking balls. That's that's so shiny. See the nope. light breaker. <laughs> no. Andrew Garrity, thank you so so much for hanging out with me once again for the fourth time. Talking about life, talking about music, talking about your newfound sobriety, your newfound look on life, your newfound way of being Garrity. Still, absolutely a hundred percent Garrity. A better version. Cheers to you, bud. Cheers, bud. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, I can't get enough of Garrity. Four times is not enough. I got to have him on again. He is just one of the best guests. There is no filter. He is so honest. He's always interesting, highly intelligent. I can't love Andrew Garrity enough. I am so damn proud of him and happy that he's taking care of himself and he's doing what he needs to do to make himself, first off, feel better and stop feeling unwell um and also his life is just gone in a different direction he could have gone in a totally different direction and he's only going up so massive love to you garrity uh i can't love you enough and i'm so 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 stoked that you came back on the podcast for the fourth time it's just always such a blast with you i can't i can't like you enough but get ready if ever like garrity's in your town go hang out with them uh take them out to dinner uh, you're gonna have a great great time now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week that will contain all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will also get to hear about any projects I have in the works. And I am building three massive projects all at once right now and I'm hinting at them in the newsletter. So if you want to hear about that, sign up to the newsletter. You will also get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently, and you'll get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' Metal Architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is always packed with just the most killer recent metal stuff. If you're looking for new music to listen to, well, the Brutal Awakenings playlist is what you want to be listening to. There is always a lot of killer stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, and I hate when you miss a single thing, so do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Telemedia and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer weekend. I will be back next week with one episode on Tuesday with Blake Lewis Prince of Teeth. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. <laughs> Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. 